You're listening to Ithaca Now, WICB's weekly news program focused on stories in the Ithaca community. I'm your host, George Christopher, and thanks for joining us. On tonight's show, we'll sit down with Fifth Ward Common Council candidate Clyde Lederman to learn more about him and his campaign. But first, we have Joshua Pintano and Caroline Grass with Community Beat and Liam McDermott with this week's Politics Beat. Cayuga Health System will be opening a new physician office building at 260 Tompkins Street on Monday, March 6th. The new location will consolidate many of Cayuga Health's Cortland and Homer locations to allow ease of access for patients. The new facility will host Cayuga Health's primary care with integrated behavioral health services, neurology, cardiology, pulmonology, surgery, ears, nose, and throat, sleep practices, and occupational medicine. The Special Committee on Reimagining Public Safety in Ithaca presented a final report to the Common Council last week, and a public hearing will be held Wednesday, March 8th at 6 p.m. to hear feedback on the recommendations. The report suggested the implementation of a new public safety agency called the Department of Community Safety that would have both law enforcement and non-law enforcement first responders. The report also suggested creating a deputy city manager job and providing other resources to the community police board and support for the Ithaca Police Department. The full report can be found on the City of Ithaca's Reimagining Public Safety webpage. Comments can be submitted prior to the public hearing and virtual attendance will also be available. The Tompkins County Board of Elections will be hosting an I Voted sticker contest to boost civic engagement. The contest, announced last Tuesday, will be open to students in grades 9 to 12 in schools in Tompkins County. Homeschooled students are eligible as well. The idea for the contest was inspired by a similar contest held by the Ulster County Board of Elections, where a local teenager created a new design for the county's I Voted sticker. A new detox center called the Open Access Center, operated by the Alcohol and Drug Council of Tompkins County, will be opening in April in the village of Lansing. The center will offer treatment, counseling related to drug use, and other rehab services. The center will have 40 beds and will be partnering with 44 local organizations and serve residents of Broome, Cayuga, Chemung, Cortland, Schuler, Seneca, Steuben, Tioga, and Tompkins counties. The center will not have guards but will have security cameras and Angela Sullivan, executive director of the Alcohol and Drug Council of Tompkins County, talking to the Ithaca Voice said that patients must choose to be at the facility. This past Saturday marked the 25th anniversary of downtown Ithaca's annual Chili Cook-Off. The event featured more than 40 restaurants and eateries in the region. Guests to the event were able to taste and vote on their favorites. This year, the winner of Best Meat Chili was Statler Hotel, and the winner of the Best Vegan Slash Vegetarian Chili was Viva Taqueria. The event was organized by the Downtown Ithaca Alliance and presented by McGuire Hyundai Subaru Genesis and Visions Federal Credit Union. For Caroline Grass, I'm Joshua Pantano. A first-year student at Cornell University has announced that he plans to run for the Common Council. 19-year-old Clyde Letterman, a Democrat, is a student in the Cornell School of Industrial and Labor Relations. Letterman is running for the fifth ward seat, which covers most of the northern and northwestern areas of Ithaca. Letterman faces some controversy, however, that he will technically not be an Ithaca resident between mid-May and late August, as he will not have housing at the time. Letterman says, however, that he will be a resident when, if he wins, he would take office in January 2024, and that, and that, that is all that what matters. Executive Director of Second Wind David Shapiro, a Democrat, has announced his candidacy for the third ward seat on the Common Council. 
This comes after Shapiro previously ran for the Tompkins County Legislator in 2017, in which he lost to the late Henry Garrison. Shapiro also ran for a seat on the Ithaca City School District Board of Education. Shapiro also served as the Ithaca Executive Director of Family and Children's Services from 2011 to 2018, as well as spending some time as Chamoog County's CEO of Family and Children's Services. Shapiro will face off against Dr. Nathan Sitaraman for the four-year seat. This past week marked the first week that candidates for local elections here in Ithaca could petition for a spot on the ballot. With all 10 seats on the Common Council for election, as well as the mayoral race, it's a big election year in here in Ithaca. Depending on the role they are running for, each candidate will need anywhere from 1 to 390 signatures in order to appear on the ballot. Candidates are required to have their petitions submitted by April 6th. For Politics Beat, I'm Liam McDermott. You're listening to Ithaca Now. I'm your host, George Christopher. This November, all 10 seats on the Common Council are up for election, along with the mayor's office. Though some offices still have no declared candidate, one seat with an interesting contestant is the 5th Ward's two-year seat. Cornell freshman Clyde Laterman has mounted a bid for the seat. I sat down with Laterman to learn more about him and his campaign. This interview has been lightly edited for the sake of this broadcast. Um, now, I just want to get some, like, general information about you just to confirm, you know, some stuff that I've, you know, I- I've heard. Uh, what year are you at Cornell? I'm a freshman uh, in the ILR school. Okay. Uh, you're, are, you, are you 19? Yes. Okay. Uh, you're ILR school, so uh, what's, your, what, what's your major? Well, uh, all students in the ILR schools are ILR majors, so industrial and labor relations. Okay. Uh, where are you from originally? Uh, Nyack, New York, and Rockland County, uh, downstate, about a half hour north of the city. Okay. Um, all right. Now, just uh, my first question, uh, what made you want to run for uh, Common Council? Sure, that's a great question. There are a couple of things. Um, basically, my belief is that local government can do a lot to help folks. Um, and what I see here are a number of you know serious problems. We have real housing affordability crisis, um, both for students and for permanent residents. That leads to displacement. For students, that means um, housing is often substandard and overpriced, and which really, you know, pushes out middle and lower income students. Um, and we have, we have real challenges with public transportation here, um, in part, large part, because of Cornell's contribution or lack thereof, which means the TCAT uh, can't run when it should, um, and when it does run, the routes are more limited, um, and the headways are longer, and so on. So. Um, of course, I want to represent the interests of students and make sure we have those heard, but I think that really works um, in tandem with the interests of the, you know, long-term Ithaca residents. Um, and be a part of the Ithaca Green New, Green New Deal, which I think is a great opportunity for Ithaca to lead the way um, in climate sustainability uh, and finding a way to reduce our carbon output. Um, I mean, that's a challenge that's going to last for the length of uh, the lives of both of us. Um, so, and, and well beyond that, climate adaptation, that is. So, um, I'm really excited to work on all these challenges and hope I can make a difference. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, talking about representing students at Cornell. Um, why did you choose to run in the fifth instead of the fourth, where most of the Cornell students live? Well, I would say if you look at the map, you'll see that the fifth ward includes, first of all, I live in the fifth ward. Um, but the fifth ward includes um, 
I mean, thousands of students. We have Cornell's North Campus here, which has sort of recently been expanded. Um, I guess, you know, the 6,500 residents in the last census, um, and that certainly has grown with the expansion of North Campus, um, probably at least 4,500 of them are students. Um, so it, it is very student-heavy. Um, and it's where I live. Um, and I'm going to represent everyone here, permanent residents and students alike. Well, that's something that I've heard, you know, uh, in, in some of the uh, uh, talk about your campaign, which is that, you know, you're you, you, you're, uh, you're you're a student. Um, and what would you say to a longtime Fifth Ward resident to show that you are familiar enough with their concerns and the city as a whole and are able to represent and to govern them? Sure, absolutely. Well, first, I want to demonstrate that. I mean, I plan on walking the whole ward um, now during the month of March and uh, do it a couple of times so I can meet every resident and understand what they're thinking about. Um, up here in the Fifth Ward, um, it's, it's a lot of sort of bread and butter issues. I mean, we have problems with the new FEMA flood maps and making sure uh, and finding ways to make sure that residents aren't paying exorbitant new flood insurance rates, um, continuing sidewalk expansion. Uh, so that this is actually, you know, a place that's easy to raise kids in um, and is, you know, safe to walk around. Um, there are a lot of small issues up here, um, but I think uh, I think it's important for me. You know, I absolutely have that challenge of making sure that everyone feels heard and that I understand what their issues are. But um, I really enjoy the work, and I think better uh, the better I job I do representing um, these folks. Um, will will mean a better city. Well, that's another thing. Um, you know, there, there are other members of the council who were Cornell students when they were, you know, first elected. You have Jorge DiFandini and Tiffany Kumar. I believe Jorge DiFandini is not a Cornell student anymore, but he, he was when he was elected. Um, both of them were juniors, though, when they were elected. Do you feel that you do have enough experience at Cornell to adequately represent the students' interests? Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of the student issues here um, are straightforward. It um, doesn't mean the policy solutions are easy, and I, you know, plan on digging my teeth in. Um, but I think you pretty quickly see what the issues are with affordability uh, and living in college town um, and with the TCAT issue. I mean, I take the TCAT regularly, right? You know, we've sort of seen service deteriorate this year alone. Um, you don't need to be some sort of uh, – you know, expert um, in order to tell that the sort of bus service isn't what it should be. Um, I've got friends who live further out in the county in places like Varna and so on, where you have headways that are once every two hours, um, and that's not a, you know, reliable transit service for those folks, um, and not for people who live everywhere in Thompson County. I mean, it's really not fair, right? Um, and, of course, a lot of this comes back down to the um, – memorandum of understanding that will expire after 20 years uh, next year between Cornell uh, and the city of Ithaca. Uh, and so, so a big priority for me is making sure that the city has the resources it needs um, to, to operate. Um, another thing you've talked about is your personal history with uh, organized labor. Can you just tell me more about that? Sure. Yep. Um, my mother's a fourth generation union member. Um, she's a teacher. Um, I mean, I was sort of raised uh, understanding that organized labor was essential. Um, I came to IOR because of that, you know, family history and real interest in organizing. Um, and then back home, I've worked with um, 
organizing, uh, organizing renters, particularly low-income folks, and, and things of that sort. Um, to me, I think where that rubber hits the road with that is with the you know ongoing um, municipal labor issues here. Uh, and to me, it's sort of very important that we have a deal that's fair for city workers. That means that they're getting paid honest wages and wages that uh, wages where we can retain folks and not have the high turnover and high vacancy rate we see right now. Um, okay, uh, my next question, have you met or, with or spoken to um, uh, Jorge DiVandini, Tiffany Kumar, or really any other uh, you know local officials about your campaign? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I know Jorge and Tiffany um, and Rob uh, Cantelmo. Um, and uh, them and beyond them, everyone's been very, um, very supportive uh, and um, helpful in sort of, you know, identifying the issues and talking about what the what I should be paying attention to here and, and just sort of talking through how we can approach the problems with the city. Um, my approach is always to be collaborative. Um, so as soon as I hit the ground here, um, you know, and sort of had questions, I looked into them and started, started reaching out to folks. Um, so I appreciate how, um, how open-minded people are and uh, I, you know, I look forward to continuing a lot of those relationships. Um, what made you choose to run for the uh, two-year seat rather than the uh, four-year seat? Sure. Um, a lot of that comes down to, um, you know, this being a first-time being a first-time candidate and being a Cornell student, um, and. Uh, I think right now I'm excited to do the job um, if elected, but I, you know, I don't want to make an unreasonable commitment. Um, and so I think uh, serving the two-year seat was sort of the more reasonable option uh, for me. Okay. Now, the next couple questions, I just want to go through some uh, broad issues that are going on with the city, and you can just give me your, you know, your general feeling towards them and, and, and view on the issues. Um, first of all, uh, the reimagining public safety process. Um, how closely have you followed it so far, and do you see any issues with the plans or the process? Sure, I'll, I'll say a couple things about this. Um, number one, you know, I am not a member of the most um, impacted communities, right? I, you know, I'm a white guy from the suburbs, um, and historically, we, you know, haven't borne the brunt of the, you know, failures of policing in this country. Um, and uh, that being said, I also did work back home in Rockland County in 2020 on our Executive Order 203 process um, there. Um, I, I would say I'm supportive of the efforts uh, of the collaborative. Um, that being said, I think my approach is really to listen and to learn more to make sure that I can sort of really render a um, – I can understand what the advocates and affected folks want and um, help support them through this process. Because this is really about them and, and less so about me. All right. Um, the, uh, how do you think, uh, can, how can Ithaca address the housing shortage? What should the council and government be looking to do to make sure more Ithacans can't afford to stay in the city? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm saying I'm really excited to work on. Um, a couple of things um, just come to mind. Some of that is zoning reform, uh, making sure that it's easier to build. Um, 
and that can look something like the accessory dwelling units to make sure that folks um, can can build and accommodate accommodate more. I mean, ADUs have been very successful in California, um, and we have some provisions for them now, but sort of expanding that and re reducing some of the bureaucratic uh, hurdles there. Um, I think what that'll do is help us diversify the landlord pool. It'll allow folks who sort of have a higher tax burden to be able to stay in their homes. Um, so I think that's one way. I think a lot of it is really on the supply side in particular with making sure that we are incentivizing new and, of course, responsible building. Um, and I think it's about, and sort of unfortunately, because of, you know, recent court ruling, we won't be able to pass good cause eviction, but it's also advocating for that on the state level to make sure uh, folks in Albany understand how essential it is to protect tenants and protect tenants' rights. Um, hopefully that'll go some way in terms of dealing with this displacement stuff. I mean, there's sort of no, there's no magic answer here, but I think it is reducing the hurdles to building to make sure we increase the housing stock here in Ithaca um, because we do have a growing population but don't have a housing stock that's growing at the same rate. And it's making sure that we protect tenants um, so that they can uh, so that they can live without fears of you know non-renewal and so on. Um, just one other thing I'll point out is this you know MOU agreement with Cornell. You know we have a high taxes as a result of having more than half of the land in the city not being on the tax rolls. Um, I think if we are able to negotiate a better agreement with Cornell, we can help bring down taxes, which I think will allow more residents to be able to afford and stay in their homes. Well, uh, you, you, you touched on it there, uh, the right to a new legislation. Um, do you support that? Why or why not? You mentioned the court case. I don't think I've seen that yet. Uh, what What is your perspective on the right to a new legislation? Yeah, I mean, I think it's essential. Um, basically, what we have is to give landlords to kick people out in order to raise the rent. Um, to me, that is that is really unacceptable. Um, I mean, in the city, of course, what happened with the court ruling, my understanding, I think it was the third department, the appellate division, struck it down um, it a week or two ago, uh, saying that there were sort of preemption issues there with respect to the state constitution and that it would need to be passed by the state. Um, that individual cities couldn't. Um, that being said, we can also declare a housing state of emergency, which will allow certain rent guidelines to be imposed on older, old, larger, older buildings. I'm forgetting what the precise year is, but it's some year in the 1950s. Um, uh, I've done work with that before getting tenants before uh, back in Rockland County before our rent guidelines board. Um, and I think if we were doing that, that would help sort of um, uh, diminish the sort of severe effects of the housing crisis that uh, tenants feel. Okay. Um, and one uh, thing you you mentioned this sort of broadly earlier, uh, the Ithaca Public City Workers have expressed a lot of frustration with the council over, you know, how they've been treated in labor negotiations. How do you think the council should be rebuilding a positive relationship with city workers and unions? Sure. I mean, I think it comes down to a sort of collaborative instead of antagonistic sort of bargaining process. And I'm, I'm speaking in general terms here. I mean, my understanding is there's sort of going to be a new labor liaison um, that should be able to deal positively with a lot of these issues. Um, 
But I think it's about a collaborative process. It's understanding that the needs of labor and the needs of the city actually align in a lot of ways um, because we want to be able to retain workers. We want to be able to keep all these cities, all these city positions staffed in places like the DPW and housing and so on. So um, I don't, I don't have sort of a single answer, but I think it's that. I think it's being collaborative, and I think it's understanding what the needs of, of organized labor are um, because they, they understand where their members are, and the city should do a better job of that. Okay. Um, now, uh, my last uh, – that, that was more or less my last question. Do you uh, – my last thing that I like to do is uh, do you have any statements or, or things you want to say to the listeners uh, that, you know, hasn't already been said? Um, I'll just say this. Well, first, thanks for having me on. Um, but, uh, you know, anyone who wants to reach out, um, I'm happy to talk. I mean, I think we are a – we're a small city, but we're a city. Um, and I want to make sure I hear from every resident and, and represent them honestly. Um, so I sort of look forward to campaigning over the next couple of months um, and sort of learning more about the needs of, of all the uh, residents in Ward 5. That's all for tonight's edition of Ithaca Now. You can listen to all our stories on WICB.org, and if you'd like to listen to past shows, follow WICB on SoundCloud and subscribe to Ithaca Now to hear this show anywhere, anytime. Also, subscribe to the latest to hear our daily newscast every weekday. Just search WICB News Presents on your favorite podcast app. For more updates throughout the week, follow WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This show wouldn't happen without the support and assistance from Manager of Television and Radio Operations Jeremy Menard, WICB Station Manager Connor Hibbard, and Programming Director Harrison Kona. Thank you. Ithaca Now is produced by News Director George Christopher, with assistance from News Production Director Leah McDermott, our Web Coordinator Inbaini Anbarasan, and our Social Media Coordinator Jess Cabrera. All of the music from our show's intro and outro comes from Dr. Dundiff of Louisville, Kentucky. Have any feedback, story ideas, just want to say hi? Feel free to reach out by emailing news at wicb.org. We will be back with a full episode of Ithaca Now at 7 p.m. next Sunday.